You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Welcome. This is Tommy's Outdoors number 10. And in this episode, I traveled to County Watford to meet with Bernadette Phillips. Um, Bernadette is a sociologist, motivational speaker, radio broadcaster, and founder of New Insights for Change. And the reason was to talk about Watford Greenway. Uh, So Watford Greenway is uh, essentially old railway uh, transformed into place where people can recreate, cycle, walk, and uh, enjoy general outdoors. Um, but our conversation uh, quickly um, changed, and, and actually uh, the conversation took many turns, and we in general discussed the uh, importance of the outdoors, uh, the importance of connecting with nature, so, very interesting episode. In some way, uh, it is very fundamental uh, to the outdoors, and, and we're talking about fundamental stuff, why outdoors are good and why you should spend more time outdoors. Um, if you want to uh, get more information about Bernadette and, and, and her work, uh, go to www.newinsightsforchange.com or just bernadettephillips.com. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Bernadette Phillips. Hello, Bernadette. How are you? I'm really well. Lovely this to be with you. Thank you. Uh, this is the first thing. Thank you for doing this and thank you for being uh, here with me and with our uh, listeners. We are in the beautiful city of Watford. Yes. And indeed. and we have a beautiful weather. It's maybe not hot, but it's sunny and it's not rainy. So we've been waiting for sunshine for a long time now. Yes. So this is good. This is this is really good. This yeah. is really good. Yeah. Um, so maybe how we how it all started. Uh, and I think it's only fair to give a shout out to uh, Watford Hour on Twitter, hashtag Watford Hour. Yes. And hashtag Wicklow Hour. In general, there are county hours. They are. Which are um, events, Twitter chats that meant to promote yeah. and connect people, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're wonderful because they're, they're, they're weekly uh, hours on Twitter and people go in and if you have a business or whatever within those counties. But but actually, I think it stretches out beyond that. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we've connected on various hours because um, what people do is not just confined to one particular city or one particular yes. county. Um, so it's the interaction of people and it's that social interaction, which yes. is fantastic as you've as you've seen because that's how we met yes exactly exactly but so so big shout outs uh, uh i think the company is called quickest fox and they kind of uh, doing this this uh uh marketing promotions yes um i'm not going to refer to their website i think they had some sort of a problem with the website but uh all okay. the listeners you can go and just uh, hashtag name of your county an hour and you find out where they are what time of the what, exactly. the, what time is it so we started i think it was on the watford hour yeah and we spoke a little bit of the of the watford greenway and uh so 
maybe we're just gonna talk about what are those greenways this is what the, what the idea is i i yeah, I mean, uh, I, I use the Greenway. Um, it's, it's a fantastic resource that has been developed over the last few years. And um, it runs along an old railway line, which is really fascinating mm. because uh, once upon a time in Ireland, we had a better uh, train line services because um, uh, we, we had them right across the, the country. Yeah. But uh, they, they uh, closed a lot of the railway lines um, and uh, in the 50s. And uh, so we were left with track, which was taken up. But anyway, we still had those lines mm-hmm. or, or where they were. And um, it was thought a great idea to create something from it. And that's what's really at the, has happened with Waterford Greenway, which runs now between uh, Waterford City and uh, Dungarvan, which yeah. is a town in County Waterford. Yeah. And all along the way, I mean, it's, it's, it's scenic. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's just something people have to come and do. Um, but they can stop along the way too, and uh, there, there's, um, there, there's lovely little uh, cafes and things, you know, where they yeah. can stop. And um, of course, small towns or small villages along the way have also really, really benefited yes. from this as well. So the the economics of this has been very, very positive. But I think in the main, it's the sense that it gets people outdoors again and going along the greenway and you'll meet people cycling or families walking or somebody walking their dog or mm-hmm. just somebody on their own just taking time out so yes. it facilitates a wide group of people i think it's a great idea and yeah. i think that they're they're being developed across ireland yeah and i um i actually look at it and i think there's a like a european uh european uh, um project which is which is the, the so the what for uh, Greenway is a part of Eurovelo One I think route that goes on the coast and it starts in Norway and goes through Scotland I think Ireland and down to Portugal and and a couple of more countries. Uh, okay, I mean I wouldn't have have the in depth knowledge of that, but um, certainly from our experience here and how it is attracting people from all over the world. Yeah, uh, that's really really positive and um but but it is that sense of getting people outdoors and i mean this exactly. is what really is at the core of what we're yeah, talking and, about here and, and like you like you mentioned this there's there's good for economy and yeah like what for the greenway is the longest greenway in ireland it's 46 kilometers it is. yeah um and when you look it up it says off-road cycling but it's not really off like if if any one of you thinks about off-road as a you know roots and boulders and all that it's yeah, it's, no. it's it's kind of no. uh tarmac surface it is, it is. but it's off-road that it's not on the road so you don't have cars you exactly. have a peaceful environment yeah. you have a green grass and and you have a number of bridges and you have a mm. tunnel and you have all these things yeah. that that you that you can you can go and and, and recreate it's it's a great thing it, it is a great thing and anything uh, that takes people i suppose away from from the noise and and maybe the chaos of, of everyday life and hmm. um, which can be very very busy for people so anything like that that gives them that opportunity to take some real time out and i suppose that's that's what i i talk about and what i do at um at new insights for change because it's it's all about well-being and uh, so that sense of well-being that uh, people experience 
experience when they're outdoors or they're on something like a greenway yes. uh, is huge. Um, major, major health benefits as well, of course, um, because we know when we're out there and we're connecting with nature, um, it's actually doing something to us mentally and physically as well in a very positive yeah. way. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. And 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 before before we start recording, we were discussing about the well being and yeah. and then the benefits of it. How you understand well being? Oh, I mean, goodness me! I mean, there's so many aspects to well being, but really, it is what helps us to be at one with ourselves every day. Hmm. Okay, what enhances that sense of who we are every day? And so we need to surround ourselves with that sense of being well in our being. Ah, that's a way. That's a good way of putting. And it. and and that's really, really, I suppose, very much at the core of it. And to ask ourselves that that question on on a regular basis, mm. I ask myself that on a daily basis: How well am I in my being? Right. In what I'm doing, and in what am I doing? Is it enhancing that sense of wellness? Yes. Um. So when I talk to people, I ask that question too, and. Um, we can go very deep with that conversation. Yes. Um, because oh, please. people don't often, you know, when they really answer that honestly, put hand mm-hmm. on heart and say, gosh, yeah, am I really well in my being? Ooh, um, and what am I doing with my life? But of course, it unpacks that for people and they can look at life in a new way. So when we connect well-being then to outdoors and when we go out there to nature and we commune with nature, and when I talk about communing with nature, I don't talk about just walking through a wood like um, a civil servant with a mm. clipboard. Yeah. I talk about hugging the tree, mm-hmm. lying down in the wood, yes. getting the smell Feel, of the wood. Exactly. Feeling feeling the earth. And feeling the earth. And um, I talk about doing that in, in, in our bare feet, uh, walking on the earth beautifully in that way as well, because, again, the health benefits for that, which are now really, I mean, scientists are coming on board with all of this now mm-hmm. in the last uh, little while. And to, to put your feet on the earth and for the electrons of the earth, to connect with your physical body yeah is incredibly beneficial yes for your well-being yes hugely yes. hugely and so we see the 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 wood or we see the forest or we see the green the green beautiful spaces we see them as they see themselves hmm. which is a completely different way Yes. of communing with it rather than just going outdoors. So that's really at the core of well-being. And mm-hmm. um, and when we do that, the changes, the transformation, you mentioned the word transformation there a while back. Yes. Well, that is actually transformational. Yes, yes, no doubt, no doubt. Um, do you think that, that um, we are getting disconnected uh, from nature and that that really is through the development and arguably through progress in some areas mm. where we you know built cities and so on and yes we become more and more disconnected from the nature and that is that has a really uh, bad impact on our bodies on our minds and we losing touch with like I like to say what's real and what's not real and and in turn we because I think like we are built to deal with the problems so so be, mm. or or you know like with the real life problems let's say and with the absence of that we start developing 
our own little problems, which are not really that big of a deal, but because we're disconnected from the nature and from, from that well-being, perhaps, uh, like, like you're saying, we start to, you know, stressing about things that are not really something to stress about. Well, absolutely. And uh, my focus, I suppose, the other, the other side of my life is, is, is uh, in sociology. And that is really all about how we operate in our societies. And in looking over the decades and decades of change, and I suppose we call it progress, and, mm. and it is in one respect, but that yeah. disengagement is, is, is huge, huge yes. away from people. Because why? When we begin to value things over people, mm. yes, there is a big question mark on what we're actually doing. And, and if we can actually call it progress, because in the sense of, oh, we judge people on, on the house they live in, the, the, the kind of car they drive, uh, the, the job that they have. Mm. And we actually what we're doing there, we're judging people on what can be measured. But it's when we look at what cannot be measured and we tend to undermine the value of things we can't measure. Yes. So... If we're talking about well-being, if we're talking about nature, if we're talking about the benefits of that, they're more difficult to measure. Oh, because we think we get used to that we can measure everything, right? Yes, it's, yes. it's like like oh, it's science and like mm. what it means science, and mm. and, and I think that's that's very interesting how the idea of science also get distorted a little bit because it's not to mm. connect and learn about nature is like what you said are we going to measure something if you can't measure that that's probably you know well well it's interesting about the science side of it because scientists in fairness are coming on board very much with this Mm -hmm. and actually it's more the economics of things that it's measured through and in fairness to scientists now they're beginning to carry out a lot of studies a lot of studies have happened in 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 america Mm -hmm. over the, the the last uh little while on how we begin to measure uh, what nature and being connected with nature for example is doing to our well-being and mm-hmm. they're doing that in universities they're doing that in schools they're looking for example there was, there was one particular study I was looking at recently where if we have larger windows in classrooms right what benefit is it having to the students yes and quite amazing benefits yeah, because okay, we 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 built our schools many years ago, and I grew up in Ireland where windows were were higher. They were mm-hmm. higher because we couldn't we couldn't see out. And if you go yes. to any of the smaller old yeah. schools, you'll see the windows very was, high. Was, was there was there like a safety? Well, it was measure, distraction. So, so, so oh, maybe oh, that's <laughs> it, what was it was the, about distraction. Oh, that's what. So it the was. children would be distracted if Got they could it. see out. Got it. I thought there was more of a safety measure, so they did not fall off. Uh, no, the, okay. no, very much about distraction. Wow, but but I what, didn't know what that. scientists are finding is the opposite applies. Mm-hmm. That now if they can see, particularly, I'm not talking about looking out large windows at other concrete buildings mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that I'm talking about uh, having nature close yes. around those buildings as looking much as at possible. green stuff looking at green spaces mm. and we need to be creating those green spaces more and more in our cities mm-hmm. yes. because particularly in, in inner city situations but when we begin well. to look at, at um, antisocial behaviour maybe in schools uh, the learning rates the, the grades that, that young people can achieve 
mm-hmm. they're, they're finding more and more scientifically through the research that the more that we can connect those young people with, with nature, the natural sense of things around them, uh, the better those things are. Yeah. I read about the program in, in the U.S., done for uh, you mentioned antisocial behavior mm. to get those those kids with you yeah. know either bad families or bad background or just you know whatever yes. the issue yes. is in their life challenging issues yes and and get them in like a like a camps in the wilderness yes in the total wilderness yeah. they and the transformation they observe in 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 the mindset and in the behavior mm of these kids who they they now there they have to deal with you know preparing food sure. preparing their own food and they're they're out in the woods and they need to go and catch the fish and then they can eat that fish and there's this mm-hmm. sense of connection trying to building and what's more interesting is when then they're going to come they come back that change is is persistent so so it's it's like yes we, we say like being outdoors it's like a cure it's like cleanse your your you know mind and Very soul so. almost because you can be ah that's how it works yes. that's how it's supposed yes. to be yes. and then you when you come back you kind of taking that with you is like oh it's completely different now it's it's so, so. well yes and i mean it, it's quite um strange for us to begin to think that there are groups of children who live in inner city situations who have never really seen a tree yeah Uh, walked on on the grass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seen animals. I mean, if you take children to to the farms and that, and for the very first time, this child is engaging with with a sheep or or a cow oh, or yeah, a donkey yeah. or a horse, um, and their very first experience, and they have not grown up with that. That's that's strange, right? Oh, you're a city boy. You never saw a chicken. Like what? <laughs> yeah, and 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 even the vegetables that we grow. Yeah. Um. Many times talking to, to children in situations, not just inner city, but, but in the main, um, children look in supermarkets and they think that's my carrots come in, 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 in a plastic bag or, um, you know, that's, my head of cabbage. Th- they don't connect that it was grown in the earth. Oh, well, th- exactly. And we need this more than anything else. Exactly. If we have those sorts of programs yes. in our education yes. system, oh, it's listen. That's that's very, very like a known issue in a, in a maybe not an issue, but in a, in a hunter community, where where people and you know, uh, hunting in general struggles with the um, with the acceptance, right? And quite often it's like, oh, you don't kill an animal, you go to the supermarket. If you want meat, go to the supermarket where no animals get hurt. Like what? There, these are animals. So this is, this is like you say, like this is, this is this is this lack of connection. And and I, would you say that the people, because of that lack of connection with the nature and and with the natural environment, they they also what goes hand in hand, they developing very strong opinions about how how the nature functions and how 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 that works. Yes, I'm, I, th- I think they are, and, and I suppose um, I'm not. I'm not into hunting, and I need to say this because you, you've 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 brought that subject up. Oh yeah, please. Um, yeah, um, and uh, uh, in, in killing things in general, um, I, I find it's incredibly um, challenging, um, and and I understand you know if that's done under a structured way. Uh, I'm not sure we need to be out there um, hunting, killing animals, um, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, the, this this disengagement 
of people with the natural world and and i mean that's absolutely right and i mean once upon a time the hunter gatherer and people went mm. because the, you know they killed because they, they had to live yes uh, and all of that and and i suppose in a sense really we ought to have moved on in some respects and mm-hmm. in, in, in mm-hmm. how, how we're doing that and if people are just doing that for fun not mm-hmm. for need mm-hmm. then there's a conversation that needs to, to be had yes that's probably the next episode of the podcast that yes. we have that conversation <laughs> yeah um so 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 that that would be that would be great to have i just thought i just thought that mm-hmm. it's very interesting that you brought exactly same example with relation to vegetables that really that, that really connected with me because this is exactly the same thing like oh this is this thing that i'm going to this to the mm. store yes and there's this thing that i that that object that i you know like where where it really comes from and i think what where that really matters is to being able to connect our own survival like food that you have with mm-hmm. the nature yes and like what do you what do i care about pollution what do i care about trees being chopped off and the massive amounts of land being you know well that is actually what feeds us except we build convenient very convenient this is this this progress that we might say like is, is it is it a really progress that mm. the really that that whole chain of things that are happening and we can completely disconnect mm. say, oh, i'm just gonna go to the shop and would you agree that because to avail of these things, I don't go and like you say, I don't go and need to kill the animal to get meat. I don't go and need to find the mushrooms or, or whatever else. I'm buying that with money. Yeah. Right. And that's where you're not judging people anymore. How good of a hunter gatherer you are or how good of a fisherman you are. Mm. It goes like, oh, how much of money you can make and this is what's your job and what's the, all the uh, those other objects that you have. So this shift happened. Yeah, it does. And, and, and when we bring things down into monetary terms again mm. and we just see the, the, uh, the economics of these things, we are disengaging yeah. from the, the natural world. And we need to be looking at it. You know, look, I grew up growing our own vegetables yeah i grew up in ireland mm-hmm. i lived in the country my father planted everything i had my own drills of carrots and potatoes and cabbage and onions and lettuce and when we wanted something to eat my mom would say go down and pick me whatever yeah. and uh, so i grew up with that and yes. and uh, um you know having having our, our apples and berries and all of those things um, so I know how beneficial that is mm. growing up in that in that environment and then in, in, in engaging and connecting with young people who have never had that experience. Yeah. It's quite a, a divide in, yeah. in mindset uh, and lack of awareness. But then when we sort of have um, this sense of, look, we can make quicker money if we have this shortcut in relation to and mm-hmm. we don't really care uh, what the quality of that is mm-hmm. we, we just know we can sell it to people 
Yes. Then we need to be having a, another conversation about that. True. You know, True. supporting people to grow their own. Um, and we can grow a lot of things, even in small spaces. Yes. And when I talk to people, I say, no, you don't need acres of ground here. Yeah, absolutely. You can grow because wonderful you, things in for in your boxes. needs. Yeah. You don't have to go and sell it. It's, well, it's for your it's needs. It's for your needs. Yeah. So if you live in a, in a small, a flatter apartment... Mm. And if you have any little bit of outside balcony space, mm-hmm. you know, in, in pots, you can grow potatoes. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. can grow your herbs. You can grow vegetables. You can, you can grow fruit. Yeah. And and from there, we're going into a whole another subject of actually then cooking this. Yeah. And how how much better does it taste? And and what now you're, oh. you know, it might sound, sound stupid, but how connected you are to your food like yes. this is this is actually you know yes. i i kind of grew it and exactly is versus again those you know red objects that you're buying in a supermarket exactly like, oh, oh, that it is a completely different relationship mm-hmm. to yeah. that product more that natural item. more oh yeah and and because you do it and you start from from seed or, or whatever you do and and you grow with it you grow <laughs> with that it's a good way to look at it um, so from the time that you put it into the earth and you nurture it and, and care for it mm-hmm. to the time that you put it on your plate to eat it, mm-hmm. you have a love to that. Mm-hmm. And I will mention that word very mm-hmm. loud and clear mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. love to something mm-hmm. is very, very different uh, than just picking it up in, in a supermarket. Um, yeah. And so you have that sense of achievement in you because you've done this you've created this and you've now eaten this but also the taste of this is completely different yeah there's no artificial yes. taste about yes. it it's it's fresh it's real yeah and what would you say to people who are who would in that moment say like yes but all this takes time and the progress as i see is like i don't have to you know, grow food from the seed. Somebody else does it for me and I can spend all my time, you know, doing something else, whatever, whatever that else is, that this is a pro, this is, this is how it, this is how it should be. And this is the progress. What, what did you say? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, there's arguments for that and, and one has to respect what people choose to do with their time. However, I would say that if you're really interested in your health and well being, hmm. have a little, think about this right. a little deeper right exactly. you know and a lot of people are because i find that as well when we're having conversations about well-being and health we're not connecting we're not joining the dots mm-hmm. in respect of that and when you have this conversation this is why these conversations are hugely important mm-hmm. is that it it provides the opportunity for people to step back mm-hmm. just a little bit and begin to see the impact that this new mindset could have. And when you talk to most people, they want to be well. They mm-hmm. want their families and their children to be well. They mm-hmm. want to have a sense of well-being and wellness. Mm-hmm. But they haven't somehow connected it up with the fact that you could put some seeds into a pot and grow your own <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> but when we have those conversations with people mm-hmm. and they begin to realize that this isn't rocket science, this isn't mm-hmm. something that's very challenging or very difficult really that it is something at least that they could give an opportunity to to try and they're much more open to that and I often feel quite sad when I see um, even education programs or government programs Mm -hmm. and somehow they're not supporting people to join those dots 
Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing as well at New Insights for Change. I'm supporting people to do that. All right. Would you like to tell us about a little bit more about about your? Well, it's 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 very much about um, connecting people back, firstly with themselves, of course, but then to expanding that, to extending that out to the wider world around them. Hmm. And we can start from our own space. And if we talk about our well-being, we talk about the food we eat because we all have to have food to live and how good is the quality of that food that we're eating um, and how connected are we with it and how the relationship that we're having with it and all of that. Um, It also is a fantastic little project, for example, for a family to do. You get Mm -hmm. children connected up to this. And children love this. Oh, children will nurture those little pots with those vegetables and fruit in more than people because the disconnect was because the disconnect was like less yes so to say it's not in the the minds are more open it's like to the new idea well it's a new experience it's fun and 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 it's everything at the heart of this as well it's fun i mean let's not make this a big huge chore Mm. for people yes um but also really it's actually quite cost effective Mm. and we have families on very low budgets and people may go out to a supermarket or they, they may go to, to um, some other shop and pick up something uh, that's sort of quick food, um, which is not always the best kind of food, mm. which actually is really more expensive yeah. th- than doing this. So so talk to people about that. But, but then the sense of well-being comes into it. Because mm-hmm. you see, isn't it, when we feel better about ourselves... We try new things. Yes. We take new opportunities. Oh, exploring. Then, then, yeah. you, then you go exploring. You, you more, you less focus on your kind of own survival. Of, because yeah. I think, I think yeah. that if we not feel good, mm. we kind of go into this mode of like, oh, I need to kind of survive this situation yes. Yes. in which I am. Yes. While, like you, like you mentioned, one, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. Mm. I'm going to explore now. Now I have, mm. like almost spare mind capacity or spare resources to go with like oh what's you know what that happened yes and and what what people are doing as well is they're beginning to put value on themselves again hmm. and that's really important as well that conversation because often oh. when people are struggling and and i mean this is right across an economic spectrum whether you have a lot of money or very little money but but really if you're challenged and life situations are challenging a lot of people out there at the moment and i know because i'm meeting them Mm. um and so we go into survival mode and when we go into survival mode we really become oh traumatized in a very small space and therefore you know we can be hit by depression more um, and all of those things which impact on our well-being on our immune system um so illness becomes mm-hmm. more in, in, in a part of our story. Um, but when yeah. we begin to have the well-being conversation, particularly in survival mode, mm-hmm. bit by bit, easily and gently, people can begin to expand again their, 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 aura, their aura about, uh, you know, uh, to the world. And so it gives them a different confidence in themselves as well. And if we really want to change things, if we really want to heal the world, we start with people's lives, we start with our family, we start with our community, we begin to support people in those spaces. Yeah. To be part of creating those spaces. Because often we live in quite a concrete 
jungle city yes. sense now. Yes. Where, where you know everything around us is, is concrete. This is this is why we have all this. This is why we have. This is why we're not growing our exactly. our foods, right? Exactly. This is, this so so even to go into smaller spaces, and and I've seen this when we support people with gardens, for example, in very small inner city spaces, when we start to plant trees, and people say, oh, they'll rip up the trees, and maybe they will initially in some cases, but mm. maybe they won't either. <laughs> and as people begin to see these things grow and there's a well-being sense of seeing a beautiful space. Yes. Everybody can connect to that. Yes. Um, and if they're actually part of uh, creating it themselves, well, then that's even a deeper experience. Yeah. So the deeper that experience goes. Yeah. The deeper sense you have to the world around yeah. you. And, now and, that's changing your mindset. And may I add here is that that sense of beautiful place is very much connected with the nature and with the outdoors. Yes. It's, it's much oh. more common mm. for a much bigger group of people seeing a mountain or seeing a river. Mm. Like, oh, that's mm. a beautiful space mm -hmm. versus seeing a building mm -hmm. or, well, you, you can say, oh, it's a beautiful building, or, but it's not the magnitude of that beauty is, is quite different. We need a balance. Okay. I mean, we look at older buildings and I, I particularly love them for their aesthetics, for the character mm -hmm. which they have, um, as opposed to many modern buildings, mm -hmm. which, which I feel can be soulless. Mm -hmm. um, so to enhance those particular new spaces, we need to ensure that we have green spaces as well. Yes. Um, we, we need plants and growing life, living plants in those spaces, for example. And this is also in the work space and we often mm -hmm. work into workplaces where, you know, there is a very modern, sterile sense of things <laughs> and, and very little things growing there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm always um, interested to, to point out to people and say, have you thought of, have you thought of bringing yes. uh, green the green life in here for the well-being of your people. And often it hasn't been thought about. And, it surprises and, me. And also uh, daylight, which is, which Huge. is, which is, which is, very, you know, a deficit Huge. because yes. a lot of places yeah. like you have a, you know, artificial lighting all the time. Mm. And also yeah. the air, um, which, Absolutely. which, which is, uh, probably one of the most challenging issues in a, in an architecture, especially in a, in a high story, big office building, sure. how, how we can get like a fresh air. So they're, they're building these big sophisticated pipelines that pumps air here and there, but mm. that air is filtered and it's mm. kind of stripped out all the moisture and all yes. of it and everything. And, um, I, I watched the, uh, I think it was on the Discovery Channel years ago, where in Germany they built a building which is essentially like a two buildings in a one. So it's like a one bigger building. And the second one, it's, it's like a big office, high story building, mm -hmm. right? Except it's like a, like a two, uh, one inside another. And between these two, they're, they're growing plants. Yes. Yeah, and so, so the, so the, so the, and, and like big trees and the, the whole park. So essentially, the building itself is kind of isolated from the outside world, but because inside you have this, 
this park and trees and all that that creates this this micro you know how to say like like a nature natural environment and then the second building which you actually have your office spaces and so on is inside that Mm -hmm. so people have this benefit that we can can walk in and open a window and actually get the fresh air yes. that is filtered by the plants. Absolutely and, essential and the, for well-being. Exactly, exactly. So, Absolutely so, essential. So, but that's obviously that's a mega project that you know people are making well, movies well, of it. Well, well, it is and it isn't. Mm. Um, you know the the, the the Buddhist philosophy, which which I love. I'm not a Buddhist, but I love the philosophy of it. And um, I've looked at how they start their buildings, and mm-hmm. um, they start with a garden, mm-hmm. and they grow. I their buildings around the garden mm-hmm. and um, uh, th- there is a lovely uh, uh, Buddhist center in, in uh, Castle Tambere mm-hmm. and, and, uh, in Dojinbera mm-hmm. and I remember going there oh many many years ago now and uh, going up to what looked like the skeleton of a building okay mm-hmm. so it just had been started and there was a door little steps up concrete steps went up opened this door and walked into the most magical garden that I have ever seen. Mm. So the garden was created long before they started to put the, the bricks and mortar. <laughs> right. And right. so what you had was a flourishing, um, growing space. Like a green heart space, of it. At the heart of mm. it. Now, I think that that's a pretty beautiful philosophy and mm-hmm. it, it isn't something that really costs a fortune or anything like that. Yeah. It just has to be part of the mindset when the buildings are being created. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if we can get that message out today yeah. to all the companies out there and the big corporations, your people will benefit. And if your people benefit, your corporation will benefit. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And the world will benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 often yeah. often missed element the the, the 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 people. Yeah. So it it's it's quite obvious from from everything that 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 we're saying that getting outdoors obviously has a huge benefits. Massive. Right? It's a huge benefit. It's like and I said before we started this podcast I feel like we'll have a and then a hard hard time at times to keep it on that subject of the outdoors yeah. because we have so many uh, kind of uh, areas that we both interest like for example you mentioned Buddhists I, I'm also fascinated by yes. especially uh, their approach to death yes. and, and how they deal with that yes. Um, yes. but it, the subject of the outdoors and maybe maybe even w- wider than just outdoors but connecting with the nature and, yeah. and this is another thing that I was yeah. that I was thinking that there are like various levels of outdoors because you can go out cycling on the hard shoulder of the of the road, sure. right? And you're outdoors, arguably, right? But you're breathing in all fumes. the fumes, and yes. you, like it's not like. And then you you have these these levels, like then you can go on the greenway, like we we yes. talking here, yes. where you actually still have your your paved or tarmac road that yeah. is that can conveniently walk or or cycle but you're surrounded again with more nature and you, you're more in the outdoors yeah, and then beautiful. you go further up to the point when you go out for 12 days in the wilderness where you mm-hmm. need to kind of completely mm-hmm. but but the, it's it's what we're saying is really people should try more going through these steps and and start 
start small, grow something, go on the... Yeah, well, well, yes, because everything starts with ourselves. Yeah. And if we're always looking for something out there to give ourselves the inner peace, we will never find it. Yes. So we have to start with that centering of us, the grounding Mm -hmm. of us and our Mm -hmm. energy. And then we put our toe in the water of trying something else. Mm-hmm. That's a little extension beyond ourselves. But actually, it's not disconnecting ourselves. It's mm-hmm. actually giving ourselves a greater sense of connection exactly. as we extend. And that's an interesting one because nothing works from the inside in. Mm-hmm. It's always from, 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 it's always, nothing works from the outside in, should I say. It's always from, from, from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how real transformational and permanent change happens yeah start from yourself it's not temporary yeah in that respect yeah the outside stuff will be just a temporary thing if you're not connecting it to you you start from you you extend it out Mm -hmm. you then of course begin to experience things in a very different way anyway Mm -hmm. because we often don't see the world around us at all and often think you know you you could travel a a journey a thousand times yeah and you may never see it (laughs) um when we become aware mm-hmm. in a, a conscious awareness, we begin to notice things and see things for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And that might be decades and decades and decades down in our living. Yeah, the conscious <laughs> live, living. Yeah. Right? Is that, that's all, that also comes from the Buddhist philosophy, philosophy, right? Of being, of being aware of all your moves and being aware where you are and yeah. space. And, and all yeah, and, and I mean, that doesn't mean that we're so caught up in, in every second of, of every moment, you know. But it does mean that we're fully present in a moment. Yeah. It's like you and I are having this conversation. This is the whole world right now mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And if it isn't, if our minds are... 80% off somewhere else. Yeah. Then we're not honoring each other. Mm-hmm. So th- the fact that we can be fully present here in this conversation will mean that people listening to this will connect yeah. in a very different way as as well, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. So to be present in the moment of life, to embrace it as much as we can, to engage with it, to play with it. To, as I was saying in my, by my daily walkabouts, which is something I do as well for your listeners, uh, to jump in the puddles every now and again, you know, to just mm. stop. Oh, yeah, that was I was I was actually listening yeah. to that one this morning over the yeah. jumping in the puddle. Just, just stop and have that little bit of fun, because other than that, life can become so very serious, which also dis- disconnects us and, and disengages us from ourselves and from the world around us. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff there that, that creates stress in, in people's lives. So we have to have these little techniques of stopping, taking the deep breath, feeling our feet on the ground, hmm. noticing the world around us in a different way, noticing how that tree on that beautiful space how it sees itself, how it's growing, the leaf on the tree, going deeper again to see the formation of that, mm-hmm. the creation of that. And we can see that in stages as yeah. we begin to notice it. And each time, the beauty of it, of course, is that if we even looked at the same tree, it would never be the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the magic of, of yes. life. We go to the sea, we go to the beach, we look at the ocean. It is not the same water we're looking at that we looked at yesterday or an hour ago. Yes. It is different. Yes. And so to begin to see that is phenomenally beneficial 
for the sense of who we are in the world. But it's also, of course, hugely beneficial to the environment because we begin to respect the environment in a very different That's way. That's huge. It's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I, and I want to go back to that for in, in a second, but just, just mm-hmm. want to track back a little bit on, on the, um, what you said about kind of stopping and, and, and thinking where you are. Yes. And, like, and what struck me is this is one of, the, one of the rules of leadership called detach, that quite often as a in a you know in any environment but also in a work environment and corporate environment in a leadership position or and and that doesn't mean that you're in a, in a managerial position sure. it's some, sometimes you're just leading your peers yes quite often you need to detach to be able to properly assess the situation yes. because you're so much in the weed you're so much into something and it's like no stop detach mm. and instantly you're getting an insight it's like, oh now that i see what's going on right and this is even the yeah. same thing goes in our in a person-to-person relation when you for example fighting over something oh this, this and that like and the best thing you can do is like stop detach yes. what's going on mm-hmm. why are we fighting what is the that's, that's what right. is the problem yeah. and quite yeah. often once you do that you realize that you're fighting over something ridiculous. It's like, is it, is exactly. it, is it worth? Is it like, what's... Yeah. yeah. But because we don't do that, we're, we're so much into this. It's yeah, true. well, I mean, it's interesting thing, leadership, because um, I, I talk and, um, you know, have given, given talks on conscious leadership and the difference that it actually is. And of course, the difference between managing and leading, which mm-hmm. is phenomenally different. Yes, <laughs> they really are at uh, both extremes of, of the spectrum. Um, you know, where managing is just looking at the bottom line and making all this money, and where leadership, of course, is 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 leading people. Um, you know, in a way that they're enthused about being where they are and about creating what they're doing and loving what they're doing, mm-hmm. and 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 also that values their contribution because often we do not give enough time for the value of others contribution particularly in 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 uh, the uh, corporate world mm-hmm. um uh, because it's 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 all about this this constant uh, flow of measurements to make more money and, and, measurements. and kpis exactly. and have you achieved your goal and, exactly. and targets and targets I, I, yes, I have a, a major problem with targets yeah. uh, from from that sense because it really disconnects people because why mm-hmm. we we push people into fear mode and when we push people into fear mode they are not functioning human beings in the real sense anymore yes they're just robots yes that are trying to achieve this target and this dreaded thing that if they don't there's going to be a problem and they'll be they'll be given out or they they might even lose their job or uh, you know all of this so we need to unravel that we need to unpack that completely Mm -hmm. and take that back to a new conscious sense of leadership with an awareness that the more that we engage people the more we support them the more we value them the more we ensure that their contribution is heard and that's a very different thing than just asking their viewpoint and never taking any notice of what mm. they're saying. People need to see that what they are saying is being valued enough so it can be implemented in some way. Mm. Or certainly that their contribution is, is great enough to be considered. Yes. Okay, and that's very important. Then consciously we lead people 
um, in a completely new way. And of course, we as a leader ourselves cannot but benefit from that. Mm-hmm. But even if you're looking at productivity, and I talk about this and I talk about the economics to people a lot of the time, because sometimes that's you get the listening ear of people to that. And I'm talking about big bosses and things like mm. that. And they, oh, talk to me about the economics. And you start with that because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. And then you you ensure that you begin to take all of these other aspects and elements in. And, and, and do you realize that, that if you value people more, that actually it would be greater for your productivity? Do you realize that economically mm. this is better? Mm. Do you realize that if you join all of everybody benefits? Yes. And we ensure that, yes, you make your money, but also that people um, are not robotic in the nature of how that is created. Yeah. Um, and that's changing the world. Yeah. But they're yeah. real conversations we need to be stopping and having. And that's why when I talk about jumping in the puddles or, you know, bringing staff out into the forest, into the wilderness or children or all of these things. Absolutely hugely vital. Yes. For what is then created in that space. And, and again, earlier we mentioned the program for, for children who are misbehaving and getting yes. out of the woods. Yeah. Same story goes for uh, company events, like a team building events, yes. when you're taking people actually, again, outdoors, outdoors. into the nature. Exactly. Under, like Again, they start thinking, yeah. they're yeah. kind of dropping their shell a little bit mm. and they're kind of connecting with 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 what's what's really going on yes it's, 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 and, and like you said then it's brought back that's like a permanent change that is mm. happening and then the more you the more often you do it mm. the more often you you that the, the more you build on it well yes i mean it's like if i take five minutes out or ten minutes out and i walk on a beach or, or i stand under uh, with it with a tr- and commune with it with a tree the ideas that I get in that 10 minutes mm. are often far greater yes. than I may have got sitting in a sterile office for six hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a huge thing that, that you, you, need, you, need, you need detach. And, and this yeah. is like, and, um, I, I think it's, it's important so everybody understand that this is very beneficial for in the, in the workplace. Like, Get them outdoors, like like you said. Get the ideas, especially in a work where where a creative element is important mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's yeah. Huge. I mean, if we sit in front of a, of a computer all day, which a lot of people do in mm-hmm. in works places, you know, I mean, we're living in the age of technology, mm-hmm. and therefore we're surrounded by that, and the energy that comes from that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm of an age, of course, but I'm still absolutely fascinated that things mm-hmm. can be wireless, mm-hmm. that I can pick up a mobile phone and speak mm-hmm. to my friend in Australia. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still absolutely fascinated. Fascinated by that because it is fascinating. the generation I, I come from, which uh, could we ever have dreamed or imagined? Yeah, that? I mean, it is fascinating. You know? Just we're taking it for granted, like very much like, so. Like, just like, okay, but yeah, how, just imagine how much technology goes into that. Could you do that? Could you do that on your own? Like, you like. It's, it's, it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah. But of course, with that, there's a lot of energy waves that are flying around as well. Mm. And uh, th- th- there has to be to make that connection for me. You know, wireless, yes, but there's an energy that's somewhere mm. in some satellite that's linking me mm. to, to that. And, and therefore, that has its own... Um, maybe maybe damaging impacts uh you know on on well-being as well and um, unless we counterbalance it yes with ensuring that people have outside spaces or they're taken regularly um outdoors in the sense of the outdoors to nature and and can commune with it that we need to be ensuring and i mean i know these waves are all over the place and for outdoors of course they are but somewhere the um 
the impact of connecting with the nature in the sense uh, it's like trees I mean I just love them I adore them <laughs> I I am passionate be in love with trees and I stand and I hug them and I I, I root myself <laughs> with the Very tree good. yeah because um and, and also I'm hugely aware that without the trees and this why I am so distressed over the de- depletion of our rainforests and and mm-hmm. all that's happening I mean mm-hmm. it, it, in parts of the world is just appalling what is happening every hour of what we are losing uh, because the oxygen of our planet mm-hmm. requires it. Oh, yeah. They're generating stuff that we breathe. Yeah. And I mean, that that's pretty, pretty basic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, again, not rocket science, but for, for um, short term gain and, and for greed and because people have power to, to do it they're going in and they're destroying the wildlife um you, you know the 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 habitation that's there people's lives are being destroyed by that who live in these places oh, yeah. because they've been just shifted out without any care and therefore again these are conversations that we need to be having because we are destroying our planet i mean we could talk forever you and i on on the situation of plastics and something that i've done quite a lot of research on mm-hmm. uh, of, of recent times as well and we have oceans of plastic waste. Yeah. You talked about your fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is getting into our food chain. Yes. In a very oh, serious oh, the, way. The, 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 I, I think that in the recent years, the awareness of the issue of plastic yeah. is, is and, and finally, you know, the people start getting, getting mm-hmm. more aware of mm-hmm. that, that plastic is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... I heard. I think it was a it was a, a comedy sketch, but you know, like like usually with a comedy, there is a truth underneath. Like people say, "Oh, save the planet!" It's like, no, planet will be okay. It just incorporates plastic in it. Save you, save yourself, mm-hmm. because we cannot live on plastic. We kind yeah. of killing ourselves with yes. the plastic. Planet yes. will be fine, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it's like, yeah, yes. This, 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 well, we'll take humans out of the planet yeah, and yeah. regenerate itself. Yeah, you know? yeah. Planet, yeah. planet being too too worse yeah. than than a little bit of the plastic. Like mm. that's we who not going to survive that. So I I think that's a yeah. And you touch on a very important point that that we that we touched a little bit earlier in the conversation about the habitat, about the mm. destruction of the environment, and appalling. I think that when the people start, to your point, more care about the well-being themselves and the others and understand the importance of the nature and outdoors and, and all that, then their shift is like, oh, how did how can I get that? Like, why I don't have these, you know, massive forests, for example, right? Oh, because I have the factories. So I think that's that's where we through talking about it and through raising awareness can also help that more and more people this way will get to the um, maybe some organizations that are supporting you know habitat uh, conservation because really all about wildlife conservation is like habitat conservation it it is very much so and i mean it comes back again to to very big bigger companies being really um, coming on board with this and mm-hmm. I was interested to see that um, Iceland Foods recently you know um, that they're, they're, they've made a very big decision I see mm-hmm. other supermarkets following suit um, to stop using plastic you know, in, in, their, in their own product range yeah. and that's a very big step 
um, or you know going out and looking at the destruction of the rainforests and the depletion of, of animals and some of these bigger companies are actually doing this and, mm-hmm. and this is coming back into these particular um, uh, bosses actually becoming consciously aware yeah. uh, and, and I someone know, took um, them outdoors they took them outdoors <laughs> and and I was I was listening to to Richard Walker um, the um, the head of uh, Iceland Foods on this mm-hmm. recently and it was very very positive it was heartening to hear mm-hmm. that there is somebody who has that level of, of awareness and um, and the more that we actually have this awareness of course the more that that impacts on the everyday life of somebody goes into the supermarket and says oh they've stopped using plastic in their own product range mm. well that's that's great for them but it's also great for me so everybody says the win win you know i wish because because what i what i encountered on the num- in the number of shops yeah. is that they have paper bags and plastic bags and people prefer plastic bags they well, don't want they're like oh and they give me give me that they don't want they don't want familiarity so, you see and yes. they become and and, educa- and, and and education, and education. yeah because yeah. then then i was talking to yeah. um one of the butcher shops and they say mm-hmm. like problem with with paper is like it takes more space mm-hmm. it's more expensive mm-hmm. and it kind of either you know it's not as waterproof as plastic and what the funny thing is that you may have paper bag but it's still coated with plastic which was which is yes which is a very valid valid point sadly yes absolutely but again you see every business whatever from the smallest to the largest operates on the demand of people hmm. so when yes. we have this education with people and we start in our schools and we start with the children because i love the fact that children can be quite conservative sometimes when we teach them something mm-hmm. you know they're, they're pretty this is how we do it you know and mm-hmm. i love to see children like that so they go home and they begin to have this conversation with with their parents uh, or at least even if they're not even able to have that conversation that they themselves have a, have a level of awareness and they're yeah. growing in very quickly into adulthood so they're going into the butchers or they're going in wherever it is and they're saying no you don't I, give I, me that i plastic. don't want I that don't plastic want... bag exactly Exactly. And, and I can tell you this, and you know this, I mean, anyone in business um, has to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they will adjust according to what the demand of their customer is. Correct. So they will find a way of having that paper bag or whatever it is, or, or they will find that they're coming together as a, as a powerful lobby. So in one, butcher, in one whatever store, yes, but bring all of those people together. Yes. Well, then they're a powerful lobby and they're saying, hey, hold on a second. This is costing us a lot now. Now, is there a way that we can have a conversation to adjust this so that we can, you know, be ensure that we're we're OK, we're not losing. Uh, but our customers are also uh, able to get what they want. So so these are conversations that I love to facilitate because. Mm-hmm. It means then that there's a positive theme and a positive thread that's running through that. So we're not saying going into the budget, oh, for heaven's sake, of course you can get paper bags <laughs> without listening to that guy's story of how he's trying to make a living. Yes, yes. Correct. We have to hear his story of yes. how he's trying to live. Yes. And that's working with rather than against. Oh, yes. And often I hear conversations probably say, oh, we'll give out about that particular group of people because they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, no, we, we need to, to unpack that and say, okay, 
why are you doing why? this? Yeah. What's behind? Like, what, what's yeah. there, there's a reason. The why that. is essential to everything. And there's that old saying, if, if I know my why, I can deal with any how. Yes. And so <laughs> the the why has to be at the core of it. Mm-hmm. So someone said, well, this is why I'm doing this because. Okay, mm-hmm. let's hear that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if there's a way that we can then support somebody to do something differently, that's yes. going to be beneficial. Yes. Well, then we need to be putting all the resources in. I see so much waste um, uh, government resources because no dots are being joined in mm-hmm. respect of this. And we're just what 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 is happening a lot of the time. And I see in, in, in uh, people that make policy, for example, it's always a reactionary thing mm-hmm. rather than a response. Mm-hmm. And reaction response is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Reaction is also fear based. And whoops, we better do something about this now because a lot of people are oh, talking okay. about that's it. What, and it's pumped mean. up in the media mm-hmm. where responding is coming from very much, you know, something that would make a huge difference to people and their lives and the world around us and our communities. Right. That's a very different conscious political space to be. And that's something else that we need to be having a big conversation about mm-hmm. um, the unconsciousness of our political people and leaders yeah um so there you are there's maybe another role for yeah me. <laughs> but, but but you 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 know i want to stop a little bit of that because yeah. on that because that's that's also um no understanding how the political um mechanism works is is very important and especially in the conservation efforts yes a lot a lot a lot of time people complaining about mm. politics and about while my view and i think that the most successful conservation organizations are effectively using this as a tool so instead of oh they you know should this and that like okay they working in a you know they want votes right how this is how it works yeah. so our work on the you know with people making sure that people like you said understand and demand making those people to vote for this or that and right. that that way you're influencing yes. the big machines yes. so instead yes. of fighting yes. it you're turning it into into your allies like okay yes. now yeah. the guy who wants the most votes needs to mm. fo- really focus on developing greenways yes. in Ireland because people exactly. demand that exactly. or something like that and that way we make progress exactly. so exactly. i'm a huge believer in that way of the education and working with people on the on the on the ground let's say mm. versus um you know some protesting or or you know making sure. make, because which, that, which, that's usually not yeah. doesn't, doesn't you know I think it often gives a bad name to the effort. It, it can do. It can do. I mean, the, there's there's probably room for that at a level. Uh, but however, unless it's really backed up with real conversation, yeah. because, for example, political systems expect people to do that. They expect mm-hmm. people to come out on the street and maybe shout for a day or mm-hmm. two and mm-hmm. uh, demand this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and then they all go home and, mm-hmm. and everything just works the same settles. again, settles down, you know. But If people are demanding change in their own personal lives because they're having the well-being conversation, they're having the health conversation, mm-hmm. they're having the benefits, so they have a different level of awareness of what this means, that they pick up a plastic bag 
and they know the story of what can happen, how long it takes yeah. for this thing. Yeah. To to that to, their grand to, grand to, grandchildren yeah. may, may run across that very bag exactly. on, on the beach still exactly. there. And you know something really at the core as well, to ask the question, what legacy do we want to leave? Mm-hmm. And and I think about that because in my life now there's more behind me than there is in front of me because I was saying to you I'm 60 this year so when you sort of get to certain stages in your life you think you know you, 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 there you, is a lot more behind me of years than start, there is in front of me you you really really begin to think what legacy do mm-hmm. I wish to leave my children my 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 grandchildren what do I want to have there around me that ensures that this is going to make this world a better place. Yeah. And and that that's really big. And and often because people are so caught up in just they're every trying to live. Yeah. That we don't have enough of these conversations. Yeah. Is it is it not not uh funny that nowadays it's easier to live than it ever were. It ever was, right? It's easier to live. I mean like yes. like, like it really is. And in, and in At the same time, what you mentioned, the people just trying to live. Yeah. Because, is it because they're so caught up in stuff that is not real? At one level, yes. But there's there's huge inequality in the world. Mm-hmm. And and this, of course, inequality also feeds into well-being or lack mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and, and lack of health. Uh, inequality is at the core of most of our major problems in the world. And so, yes. so there's there's a big divide between that if, if we're just trying to survive. But even at the levels of where, where people are very, very wealthy, it doesn't mean that they're that, that they're complete and whole within themselves no, not either. A, not not at all. So not, so a, not at all. And on those that, issues apply as well. And we, we mentioned already twice taking 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 people outdoors and how beneficial yeah. it is. That the rate of happiness let's say yes. and and yeah, and, an and, a, and a health mm. is actually big in the in the tribes who are living out in the nature yes, yes. they they yes. they they're, they these are healthy Absolutely. happy people Absolutely. and yet we who make you know, those this progress and living in the city yep. we have a uh, you know cancer and and all the other uh, yes. d- disease like it's it's massive and mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be mm-hmm. easier better living but it's not and no. and we're not happy and there's you know some say it's it's 98% some say it's 70% mm-hmm. they hate what they're doing like Well, well happiness is very a transitory thing anyway, you know, yeah. and and we move in and out of what that we consider to be happy. Mm. Um yes. when you know when we we look at again happiness, what is it? What does it mean? And we ask different people about what it means and not gathering uh, not gathering uh, items not around stuff. us. Stuff. Not yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff never brings happiness to people. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very temporary feeling that it might give you. And and then we, we want something else to give us that feeling. You need to move again. to the next thing and the next yeah. thing and the next yeah. thing. And it all becomes, of a sudden is a pile mm, of stuff behind exactly. you. Exactly. It becomes an addiction uh, mm-hmm. uh, very much so be, mm-hmm. because I think, yeah, I, I need my fix again of something new or mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. But really, we need extremely little yeah. to live. Yeah. yeah. And not just survive, we need very, very little. And we have a very, I have a very good friend um, uh, who sold all her, stu- uh, her uh, stuff um, mm-hmm. about 14 years ago uh, after a, a kind of a medical scare and, and went off out into the world to do amazing things on the front line um, of disaster areas. Mm. And she has a suitcase 
Mm-hmm. Linda Cruz is her name, amazing woman. Mm. And she lives out from that suitcase and she has everything that she needs. Yeah. And she moves from place to place with one suitcase. And um, so it can be done. And OK, even if we like a few little bits and pieces around us, the most important thing is that we don't define ourselves through them. And I think this is a, a big issue as well, is that somewhere we don't feel complete if we don't have the latest or the best of whatever, you know, yeah. and technology is an interesting one in that because it is built in obsolescence. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in everything. Yes. And, and think, okay, so you have the, oh, you got this latest iPad or phone or whatever you have here. Well, well, do you know that that's actually obsolete now because there's another one that's just coming up the tracks and you bought it today and it's, it's already obsolete planned. tomorrow. It's already planned yeah. when you, yeah. when it's going to... Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of fear that that instills in people because say, I'm defined by this and therefore, gosh, I better get that late. So I, need, pressure, I, need to, I need to have a new one. I need to have a new one. Even though, is this one functioning fine? Absolutely, you know. But he, uh, he got a new one. But he got a new one. Yeah, so so it's it's keeping up as we have that old term, keeping up with the Joneses, right. keeping up with that you know the neighbor mm. next door, mm. uh, and all of that fear and stress. Now we we unpack that for for a minute, and we look at health and well being alongside the stress that that generates in people, which is completely unnecessary stress. Yes, because we actually don't need that. It doesn't Absol- matter. It Absol- will not do one iota Absol- to us as a person mm-hmm. if we yeah. don't have it. Yeah, you know, and and for a very very long time, I remember having just um, quite a, a basic little little phone, and I could ring people, and, and they could ring mm-hmm. me, and uh, I was a bit stubborn in relation to even moving on. <laughs> Actually, my, my my children bought me a more modern phone because they said, "Mom." You yeah. know, have have your 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 Twitter or your Facebook on this, and I thought, do, really, do yeah, do yeah. I really need that? <laughs> yeah, and even if I have, will it make a, an iota of difference to my life? No, and mm. um, uh, so because I can connect to those things in other other ways. Yeah, and and the other thing is is never being able to turn something off, and and I see this, and, and I want to talk about technology because I know, you know, this is a big one for people as mm. well. If I never can separate myself from always being. Uh, contacted for example yes you know somewhere years ago when I traveled and you know we had a phone and we could ring people we'd go to a public phone box or you know yeah yeah, yeah. you need to find a phone where is the phone but we could hang up that phone Mm -hmm. and walk away yeah now not so certainly in the western world and Mm -hmm. so it's well worth our while having a look at other parts of the world where Mm -hmm. billions of people live by the way on very little yes and measure where the happiness is in comparison yeah. in a comparative way and that's very interesting yeah. i have you know. a story on that oh i have a story on that it was um i think eight years ago i was uh fishing in a in a country in africa guinea bissau uh i don't know if you've heard about the country some people have never even heard about guinea bissau it's it's uh um south of senegal hmm. and uh very it's it's second poorest country in the world and majority of the population is just a basically archipelago of a small islands uh is it is also i think fifth with the in the world with the biggest gap between poor and rich okay and the reason for that is that uh there's this archipelago of the island and the people living on those islands and they're basically living off the land they hunting pig and they fishing and they're doing yes. that 
but the people who really run the country mm. how they how they're making money they're making money from smuggling drugs from mm. south america south sure. south america to europe sure. because you have a lot of these small islands where it's very hard to track and catch and control that so okay. that's easy route to to smuggle the drugs sure coincidentally that also means very hard to get the super trawlers there so the awesome fishing along these small islands so that's why we went out fishing there because okay. there is pristine untouched you know islands mm. in the grounds where you can go fish but i came back from that place and was talking to my friend at work and said like you know the majority of the population lives for like two dollars a month yes. or something like that yeah. I said. and he goes like mm, we living like kings compared to them and i said like no we not mm. Far from it. They're living like kings. Yes. They were not unhappy. Yeah. They were laughing. They were living of the land. They they have two euro, two dollars a month, but they don't need more. They don't have a supermarket. Mm. The only thing they're doing, they're 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 buying credit for their top-up phones. Right. That's the only thing. It's it's actually like yeah. almost like a like a second currency. Okay. The credits for the phones. Okay. Because connection wow. between the people is is important yeah. to them. Yeah, right? how interesting. But if you look, if I, I haven't seen any unhappy people or stressed or who biting their nails or anything like that, you walk into the office where allegedly we're living like kings yeah. and you see like a yeah. massive amount of miserable people yes. who hate what they're doing. Yes. They just yes. want to finish. Like, yes. And this is what this is what you're saying. That's like, right. it's, it's, these people are connected with the nature. They yeah. grounded. They're yeah. happy. They're healthy. Mm -hmm. There's a well, a well being. Mm -hmm they have a good food versus mm -hmm. people who are in a building with artificial light mm -hmm. and okay they getting this and many you know tens of thousands of dollars yeah. a year or whatever like yeah, yeah so what yes like, so, so so what is right um again this is how we measure is it measure measurable you know mm. what we can't measure because we actually can't measure happiness it isn't mm. something and it's individual to each person as well but 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 you can see it as a people and i remember reading um i think it was a book many years ago called city of joy mm -hmm. which was right in in one of the big big cities in in india massive poverty absolute mm. poverty but the people were full of joy and yeah. um, because they helped each other. And we knew that in, in Ireland very much in community years ago and people were very poor. Yes. But they had that sense of extended family or extended care. And when they talked about family, more than just their own immediate family, but everybody in that community was cared for. Um, mm. And uh, we've lost that. And mm. um, so we've built massive housing estates and people have to commute long distances now to work because they can't get the work and where these uh, estates are. And there's people yeah. on the road six and seven hours a day. And, and I'm not hear all of these things and meet people at the other side of that, the cold face of the stress that that is creating in people. So, yes, people have perhaps money in their pockets in that respect, but they have no peace. Mm. Yep. They have no joy. Yes. Yes. So they have no happiness. That's true. And yes. and so at the level of that, we have to always look at that in question. Where are we? Yes, we need a certain amount of finance to live. And if we live in a particular part of the world, which requires that, I mean, we hear of the housing crisis in Ireland, the homelessness, people can't afford renting. That That is a pretty dreadful situation. So X amount of money is required to maintain a lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. But if we're defining ourselves just by that, mm-hmm. then we have disconnected. And if it is excessive oh, lifestyle, yeah, that's the difference. That compounds the problem. Well, it completely compounds the problem. And I suppose we're back to the question. And, and I know you said we'd have another conversation on it. But, you know, the things that people do for fun and they, they push the boundary more and more and more because they, they need to get a high somewhere on mm-hmm. what they're doing or they, they use substances or they get caught up in addictions. Mm-hmm. All of that to dull the world, to dull the world, which they consider is a painful world for them and surrounded by stuff. Mm-hmm. Not needed. Not completely needed. Completely not needed stuff. No. Why do I have, why do I have all this? Yeah. Right? Y- you know, really I think basic. that every, everyone have that moment where they yeah. open like a yes. doors and they go, why do I have all that? How did that happen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the whole decluttering process and I talk about that and new insights for change as well of that that whole sense of to begin to declutter and I talk to people can have three boxes uh, three uh, the throw out one the one that's completely worn and mm-hmm. you know the maybe pile mm-hmm. and the one that you're going to pass on to somebody else because mm-hmm. it's in you know it, it, it's still very good and, and it's usable and it could benefit somebody else's life and then revisit your maybe pile in a week's time mm-hmm. And have a little look mm-hmm. and move it to either box. Mm-hmm. And um, that way you begin to rid yourself yes. of the unnecessary. Yes. And it's quite astonishing the more you do that, you actually realize, my goodness me, the, the, I haven't used that in a year or two uh, years or four goes years. Everything the throwaway pile. Yeah. Uh, or, or the moving on pile. Mm-hmm. Because again, for example, we maybe have so much clothes or we have bits and pieces and people get new things but the other item is perfectly fine right. and instead of throwing that away yeah well that could benefit somebody else or connected to an organization uh, that it can benefit and i know sometimes people can put say mobile phones you know mm-hmm. into something and and people are able to to sell those or you know deal with them in, yeah. in a new way or whatever the way they use them but it can benefit people that's the point and because the question is how can we benefit what we're doing and so decluttering because clutter is is um it's toxic absolutely. energy absolutely and it's stale energy we do not need it we do not uh, need it crowds our lives um but if you were to say to, to person people in the main and and you watch people maybe have to lo- leave their homes very quickly and my goodness i i watch the, the dreadful refugee crisis and it pains my heart and i think all of those people had lives they had lives like i have in the main we look at syria people were living their lives every day they were going to their university and their jobs and yeah. all that and they had stuff and then wars come mm-hmm. and people have to leave very quickly And what do they take with them? And when you've talked to people of mm-hmm. what they've taken, mm-hmm. the few essential items. I know, for example, my children's photographs are hugely important mm-hmm. because they're not babies anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're grown adults. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I couldn't get those ever again. Mm-hmm. So there's essential little things. But yes. in the main, what I have, most of it I'm not interested in. Yeah, I don't need it. Um, and that's that's an interesting one. So if we had to move very quickly, what would we take? Yes, I know what I would take. I would take my children's photographs and probably my passport and th- things things like that. But but in the main, um, very little else. Yes. And uh, that's a very, very interesting thing when we ask ourselves that question every now and again. And it helps us to be able to move things on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Bernadette, uh, if any one of our listeners want to get in touch with you, 
um, how they how they can do it. Yeah, they can get in touch with me at um, my website, which is obviously www.newinsightsforchange.com. Um, they can send me an email at burnedat at newinsightsforchange. Um, they can go in and have a little look at my blog as well, which is at burnedatphillips.com. Um, or look, I'm on I'm on Facebook as Bernadette Phillips um, or Bernadette Phillips New Insights for Change. Um, uh, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn across the social media platforms. Um, yeah, I would love to be there in talking to uh, people in the companies as well and in mm. the education institutes because that for me, I think, is really at the core of where we can begin to um, change the world um, one person at a time. And uh, if we can uh, begin to do that, um, well, then look, at I would feel that I'm leaving an interesting legacy. Absolutely. Bernadette, thank you again for doing this. We must do it again. It feels like we could go on and on for a number of and, hours. And, and we certainly could. Tommy, and thank, thank you for asking me. It's been a real pleasure. Same here. Thank you very much. Thank you. You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.